Hi, this is Brianna Ruppitz recording a podcast for Research Assignment 3 for Foundations of Writing, English 101. Our topic today is divorced families versus intact families, and my guest is Ethan Spiker. So give us a little overview about your family. So I come from a family of four. My dad is a computer contractor who works in Richmond in the Federal Reserve. My mom works in St. Francis Bon Secours Hospital. She is a surgical tech, and she's working her way up to machines, a lot more da Vinci work. And my brother, Owen, is the typical 16-year-old teenager. He doesn't do anything. He's moody, and he also enjoys playing video games till the sun rises the next day. So, really, my family's just your typical American family. Bree? My family is a little bit more complex than that. We have my dad, and he's been a factory worker for the same factory for about 20 years now. My mom was a nurse for most of my life, and now she's a salesperson at a car lot. My oldest brother works at a different car lot detailing cars, and my brother, who's closer to my age, He just recently got out of the Marines after his four-year contract and is now making his way into school. So tell me what a week in the Spiker family looked like. Well, it usually consists of my dad working from home in his office slash man cave. And he is just, when it comes to the computer contractor job, he just does a lot of coding. So he just sits there, creates shows, and then he plays video games the rest of the day. He works pretty much every single day, but he has a lot of time to himself because he's really good at what he does. My mom usually works from 5 to 6 a.m. in the morning until now she works until like 5 p.m. in the afternoon. She used to not be home at all until 7 or 8, sometimes even 10 o'clock at night. And the rest of us would have to try and figure out what we wanted to eat, which usually consisted of us guys getting either pizza, takeout, or anything else. My brother, in high school, he's a sophomore this year, he's just chilling out, waiting to finish high school up, and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do in life, but he's starting to become a little more interested in computers, kind of like my dad. He has my dad teaching him little things. He's also gone to a special program we have down in Virginia. And one of our John, it's the John Tyler. He's using it as like, I forget what it's called. It's like a community center, but like they use it for a different purpose. I forget. I'm sorry. And so he's trying, he got into that program. So he's going to start trying to be like my dad in a way. He's going to start trying to do security and stuff. And then there's me at oldest, just kind of chilling out in life in college now. I'm in the ROTC program, playing volleyball, and I'm just trying to get through my years until I can serve in the military. That sounds a lot like how my life was before the divorce. Uh, It was like the usual family, you know, two older brothers, me running around getting bullied by them, my parents working all day long, someone throwing food on the table, and then we do it all over again the next day. After the divorce, I'd spend one week with my mom and then one week with my dad. So I'd move back and forth every Sunday night to each house. When I was with my dad, he worked two days out of the week. So we I wouldn't really see him Wednesday or Thursday. But he definitely made up for it Monday, Tuesday, and then the weekends I had with him. He always wanted to spend time, go out to dinner, make sure we were having good quality time. But there was no one left in his house by the time the divorce went through. My brother was old enough and he enlisted in the Marines. And my other brother moved out of his house because he's not his blood son. He's my mom's blood son. So there is a bit of a bad relationship there after the divorce. 
So it was a lot more lonely than it used to be because that was my family house growing up. So it just kind of seemed weird. When I was at my mom's house, I spent a lot of time in my room because I wasn't too fond of her husband. We kind of had dinner together. I would clean up the kitchen and then I'd go do homework and sit in my room for the rest of the night. The weekends I'd usually spend with friends or my cousins or something just trying to get out of the house. And then I'd move back to my dad's and the cycle would repeat. From the sounds of it, you have a perfect American, all-around wholesome family. Was there ever conflict in your life between your parents, between your siblings, you know, anything like that? Well, there's always conflict no matter who you're with. It doesn't really matter. There's always going to be a butt in the heads. For my family, me and my brother were at each other's throats for a majority of our lives. I used to pick on him a lot when I was growing up and he was growing up too. And it just, I don't know, I always thought I was toughing him up for the real world, but I was just being a douche. That was just me being an older brother, basically. For my parents, though... For as long as I can remember, they did have a happy little marriage when I could remember being younger. But as I've gotten older, it seems like they just fight over everything. And it's just kind of weird. I'm not home to hear a lot of the fights now, so I don't know if maybe I was the cause of some of them. Because sometimes I would kind of cause a fight to happen, but... At the same time, it's like there would be nights where it was just my dad would go off on my mom or my mom would go off on my dad. And usually my dad was either drunk or my mom was just not having it. Like my dad had said something to push her over the edge and it just – it would turn into a screaming match and things would be said that we, like me and my brother, did not need to hear or want to hear. So it always brought questions to my brother and I's mind about what is actually happening with – my parents like between them or between other people we're not 100 percent sure still and we'd like to keep it that way for the most part but a lot of the fights were just over the dumbest things and just for the dumbest reasons it just i would go pick them up from the bar and my dad would come home and it just he for some reason found it the perfect time to just harass my mother on certain subjects or he'd harass me about it and he he had threatened to throw me out of the house a lot when I had turned 18 and he would come home from the bar over something as simple as me not putting my laundry in until late because he was mad that I didn't listen to my mother the first time even though she had only told me once. But it's, it was just stuff like that that always made the family to me weird and always made it seem not as strong as I remembered it being when I was growing up like six, seven years old. Until I got to my teenage years is when it really seemed the start of the budding of the heads is the best way I can put it because that's just when conflict started to arise a little bit more and I guess it was powers in the house started to conflict a lot because it would be my dad would think that I was trying to grow up too fast, my mom would think that I'm trying to challenge her authority or just me and my brother would just go at it because siblings naturally hate each other sometimes but for the most part now what i can be told from my family nowadays is that it's very boring without me they don't do anything anymore because i was pretty much everything they did when it came to activities because i was the reason they were out of the house a lot when it came to volleyball baseball and a lot of just athletic events brought them out of the house like fundraisers or charity walks and stuff like that. I'd always go with them and I'd always spend time with my family. But ever since I left, it, every time they call me now, because they're all the way in Virginia and I'm up here in Pennsylvania now, 
they call me and say, oh, the house is so quiet without you. Uh, we don't do anything. But it's funny because I do hear them start yelling at each other sometimes over the phone about the dumbest things. And it's usually my brother now. So I don't know. It's just it's interesting. Do you think that there was conflict when you were younger too and you were just too young to really realize what was happening or do you think it did start as you were getting older? I think as I was getting older, it started to increase, but I think maybe there was conflict when I was younger and I just didn't really understand what was going on. As far as my family goes, I feel like when I was younger, there wasn't as much conflict. Or again, maybe it's just that we were little and we didn't really see that kind of stuff in the same way as we see it now. But as I was getting older, I could tell the fights were getting more and more frequent and they were getting more and more intense. And it would be over both very serious subjects and subjects that really shouldn't matter at all, like what we were eating for dinner that night. Um, I guess at some point they just reached a breaking point. Things tended to get physical and they just ended up not working out. So... You talked about how you did a lot of sports and a lot of things that got your entire family out of the house. How do you think it, it affected your performances as you knew both of your parents were there, there to support you and to motivate you to do better in your sports and different activities? Well, it definitely did help me to appreciate the family that I have because my dad and my mom would both try and attend as many games as they could because that's... But, um, yeah, they would both try and attend the games as much as they could because work usually conflicted a lot. But since my dad was able to work from home, he was able to attend a lot of my baseball games and a lot of my volleyball games when I started getting into volleyball. My mom, on the other hand, her work schedule didn't work a lot. It wasn't very flexible when it came to it because my mom would – have to work so early in the morning to so late at night but it's like by the time that she was able to get home and to actually like possibly come to the game she was either so hungry or she was too tired or the game was pretty much over my brother usually came along it was if he really wanted to or not i didn't force him and neither did my parents just he had to sit through let's see, he sat through 14, 15 years of baseball. And it was when I was starting to turn 15, 16, 17, still playing baseball, it was up to him at that point. My parents thought it was enough torture for him to have to watch me through all those other years that it was finally up to him to decide if he wanted to watch me or not. Of course, no matter what, my parent, even if neither of my parents were there, they would text me throughout the day or call me after the games or I'd call them after the games and let them know how it was going. And it was just, I knew they were there to support me 100%. And I knew it was how they wanted to be. But they could not always be there like they wanted to be, even though they wanted to really be there to show support for their oldest son. For my brother, they didn't really have anything like that to do for him. So that's why they're not really doing anything now. Because he wasn't really a sports guy. I was the sports kid and they just that gave them a really incentive to just kind of go outside to meet the people that they met to really get into a community and now that I am not there to be supported anymore I sat through a um, live stream for our volleyball team here that's the only reason they really 
watch anymore is through that live stream along with some other members of my family like my grandparents and my uncle and aunts it's just it all depends on when they're available if they're available and if it's convenient but they did try and show their support as much as they could and i couldn't ask for any more support than what they gave me because they were there with me every step of the way no matter what happened no matter what injury i had no matter who said what, no matter what happened during the game or after the game, what we said at each other the night before or the day after, they were always there to support me no matter what. And it was nice to hear my parents say they were proud of me. My mom said she was proud of me all the time, and my dad did too. But I could tell that he just said it because he needed to say it, at least is what I thought he said it for. But I could tell when he finally said it after I graduated high school, and he told me he was proud of me. That's when I felt like he actually meant it. So for me, my parents have been there, but sometimes I felt like the feelings from my father had been questionable just because he had been one to not receive very much emotional support when he was younger because he was one of two kids, just like me and my brother, but he was the youngest one and he actually came from a divorced family. He had his father walk out on him when he was only four years old, and it left his older sister by three or four years, my Aunt Lisa, and my grandmother and him to fend for themselves. My grandmother got job after job trying to support the family. She did what she had to do, but it's listening to the stories they have now you don't know who's telling the truth and who's making stuff up to make themselves seem better. At the end of the day, my dad was the youngest, and I feel like his word is a little more trustworthy because from the way it sounded, my Aunt Lisa and my grandmother butted heads over everything. And it didn't matter what it was. They were beaten quite a lot, and it didn't help that my dad didn't really have a father figure until he got his stepfather, Robert, into his life. And Robert had his own family. But he was able to turn to Robert as he grew up a little bit more. But he didn't grow up with a single father figure. I've met his dad, and his dad was definitely not one to be a father. And Robert, he's a great guy, but he he didn't look like a father to really be raising a kid who was as confused as my dad probably was because my dad was someone to fight a lot during his youth he just he didn't have anything to prove he just was frustrated i don't blame him either because i couldn't imagine living the way he did in a poor community being one of very few white kids so he was a target and just having to try and survive off of one person's paycheck, feeding three, and just I don't, just trying to be a child at the same time. He had to grow up way too quickly. And it, I can see why it's hard for him sometimes to be my father. But I do appreciate him at the end of the day. Because it was difficult for us growing up together. Because it didn't he didn't know how to treat a child my age because his dad was never there for him during those ages so we would butt heads but i would realize that i need to understand that i do need to calm down a little bit because i don't have 
100% their father who had someone there for him. I'm lucky to have a father myself. So for the most part, I'm glad my parents were there a majority of my life and pretty much 100% of my life for a lot of things. It's You take it for granted when it really comes down to it because you don't think what they actually are there for until you hear about another person's family, about Bree's divorced family. It's just hearing that like, her parents don't really care that much anymore. Her dad cares a little bit. I've met the man, very nice man, but it's just to see her mother and her, not really her stepfather, Henry, who is a very horrible man. I don't like him. He's very fake, but it's just watching her life just through her experiences she's sharing with me now at the age of 19 it's tough to think about how she grew up through it it's one thing i could never i think i could never handle it if my parents got divorced i think it would be i would be a completely different human being if i was to have to go through a divorce i couldn't do it it would just be catastrophic to me i don't know for me, I feel like I had no option. My siblings were old enough to be their own people. And I kind of relate to what you said about your dad. He had to grow up too quickly. I feel like a good portion of my childhood kind of got ripped away from me because both parents were dealing with their own things. You know, there was tension in our relationships. We argued between the three of us. They argued, used me as the middleman to argue between each other. So I relate to that a lot. It is hard going through those formative years without both of your parents there to support you. It would be really hard when I played basketball to invite both of them because they couldn't be in the same room as each other. It was really hard even when I moved into college last semester. I had both of them there and we all just kind of stood there awkwardly. Like the big things, like the big important events of my life that I wanted to share with everybody, like my dad's side and my mom's side, it was very hard to have both of them in one place because my mom's family has resentment towards my dad and my dad's family, and my dad's family has resentment towards my mom and her family. And it was just very difficult because no one really liked my mom's new husband either, not any of her kids, not any of her family. So there's three conflicting forces in one, and I'm just there trying to, say, graduate or move into college or share any big moments of my life. And it was very difficult to do so when everyone was scared of seeing the other sides of the family. And that conflict even followed us into the holiday season. I know a lot of people who don't go through it hear divorce and they say, oh, two Christmases. And that's not exactly how it ended up being in my life. It ended up being half of a really shitty Christmas that I had to try to please every member of the family on my mom's side and my dad's side. And no matter if I split the day completely in half, and left right in the middle of time to come see one side of the family and leave the other side of the family. There was always people that felt like they got the short end of the stick, when in all reality, I feel like I was the person getting the short end of the stick because I was the person always trying to make everyone happy and please everybody and try to make things even. So how do you feel holidays went with you because you had both of your parents and didn't have to try to split it between both of them? The holidays for me consisted a lot of argument over 
whose family we're going to visit this year. It wasn't bad arguing. It was just, who did we really want to visit? Our parents would ask me and my brother who we wanted to visit. But it was just really, at the end of the day, it was whoever was going to really want to be more assertive of who we're going to visit. So it would be either my mom saying, oh, yeah, let's go visit my parents for Thanksgiving and then we can visit your mother for Christmas and then we can do this and this and this. Or it would be like, hey, from my dad, my dad would be like, hey, my mom wants to see us for Thanksgiving, so let's go to Thanksgiving for her. Or it would just be, hey, these people aren't fighting in the spikers anymore, so let's try and make good amends and show that we don't really care that they fought, so let's go visit them. Um, a lot of your family lives in different parts of the country, though, too, so it was a lot of travel and deciding where to travel, correct? It was, because my Mima and people, my mom's grandparents, my great-grandparents on her side, they live all the way in California, so we don't really have opportunities to go see them my mom and my brother went to see them for i think spring break they were able to go to california and spend some time with them if i wasn't going to visit my aunt lisa who i wanted to go visit along with my cousin brett nicole and then her new fiance i would have gone and visited them as well but i wanted to go be able to spend some time with my aunt lisa because i enjoy her she's a lot of fun she's the fun cool aunt and so i just wanted to, i hadn't seen my cousins in four years i think maybe more four or five years because last time it, i was almost 14 years old when i last saw my cousins they just it we just never had time to go see them for anything because they're all the way down in florida so i got my dad's sister my Aunt Lisa in Florida along with her two kids and then my Uncle Paul, who's not related to us at all. She's my Aunt Lisa's second husband because the first husband – or actually he's the third because the first husband was a high school sweetheart who just kind of dumped the child in her and left. And that's how you got my cousin Brett. My cousin Nicole had actually a decent father but died in a car crash. And then my Uncle Paul came along, and he he's a fun guy. I like him, but he, like, for the most part, he's kind of his own guy. He hangs out with the Spikers. The, the thing about my family is the Spikers and the McClure's don't mix, except for those who aren't with the last name Spiker who came into the marriage. My Aunt Susie and my Uncle Jeff, my Uncle Jeff is the one who gave my Aunt Susie the last name Spiker, is my Aunt Susie is the sweetest woman, but spike us uh, spikers for some reason, we're hotheads. It's the thing in our nature. And so, of course, the women that are officially spikers hold grudges like there is no tomorrow. My grandmother, my dad's mother, hasn't talked to my Uncle Vernon in, I think, 20 years. For no, I don't even know the reason. Like, I haven't been alive long enough to even know why. She used to live right down the street from us, I think maybe two hours away. Like, in Washington, D.C., that was close because everything was traffic. But she used to live right down the street, basically. And now she lives all the way in Tennessee in the middle of nowhere. And she always complains about how we don't visit her enough. She's 13 hours away. And now almost 20 hours away now that I'm all the way up here in Pennsylvania. The nice thing about being up here, though, is I get to visit my Uncle Uncle Jeff, my Aunt Susie, and then their kids, my cousin Jimmy, my cousin Jenna, 
But the thing is, my cousin Lauren moved all the way to Arizona. So I have family pretty much everywhere. I have family in California, Texas, Illinois. That's where my mom's parents live, along with my Aunt Catherine, my mom's sister, and my Uncle Jim, my mom's brother, who I enjoy a lot more than her sister because her sister is something else. I'm not going to go into that. Um, and then my cousins live there as well, their children. And it's a decent amount of people there. And then I have some people that live in Ohio. I have some people that live in Texas, some Florida. We have some in te Tennessee. I think it's just my grandmother or maybe it's someone else. I'm not sure. We don't really know. The spikers are scattered everywhere. And there are some of them who haven't talked to each other in almost double-digit years, maybe even more than that. I don't know. It's been a feud. But my mom... Because it was up to my dad. We would never visit any of these people. We would have never visited his mother. We would have never visited Aunt Susie. And if it was for his mother, we would never visit Aunt Susie, my Uncle Jeff. But my mom is from the family that believes that no matter how much you hate each other, you need to spend holidays together. Because holidays are a special time, and those are the times you get to spend with the family you have. And you don't know how long you get to spend with that family. So my mom has always made sure that we visit people as much as we can and as frequently as we can because she's that type of woman who just will not let a family feud stand and she wants to make it so that we're not the ones choosing sides. We're the ones that are there for the family no matter whose side they're on. I think that's a good ideal. I wish that there was people on either side of my family that thought like your mom where it's a bad situation for everybody, but you're going to try to make the best out of it and try to show everyone love. But in my situation, everybody's pretty much still in Pennsylvania. We're a little bit scattered in Pennsylvania, but for the most part, we're pretty centralized. And it's still hard to decide which place we're going to because there's so much family drama between my dad's side hating my mom's side and my mom's side hating my dad's side and me being stuck in the middle because obviously I don't want to make either side of my family not like me. That even as I'm becoming an adult, I find it increasingly hard to decide what I'm doing on holidays and I stopped as much trying to make everyone feel like it's a fair even game and just trying to focus on where I'm going to be the happiest and where it's going to be a better holiday for me. So to kind of wrap up here, is there any benefits or disadvantages that you've seen having an intact family versus my divorced family? Honestly, when it comes to stories of intact families and divorced families, I've heard different ways of divorced families being taken. Your way is one of the worst ways I've heard of the family being at each other's throats. I've heard plenty of times about, oh yeah, I get two Christmases and I get two Easter's and I get twice the birthday presents and just stupid shit like that just makes it kind of seem acceptable to have a divorce nowadays. And so for me, it's always been a question of what's the point of getting married if you're not going to stay with that person that you said you loved and said you would take to the grave with what's the point of marrying that person right then and there if you don't think you're going to make it that far that's just it's always been a question of mine that's i don't believe in divorce i don't believe it should ever happen it's just something i as 
I would think I wouldn't say as a Christian, but just as a personal preference of mine, and my mother has always taught me that it's not something that should be acceptable because it does more damage to those involved in the situation more than it is those who just decided to split up because a lot of divorces don't take into account the amount of pain that the children had before the divorce happened and the divorce maybe was just the sealing of the deal for that child just to lose it and there are sometimes where maybe a divorce is just like a happy splitting like no one cared even the children didn't care but there are times where it's it's just not the right choice because maybe it's something that can be worked out, but it's the couple doesn't want to work it out because they're either too lazy or they don't think that it can be worked out. And all it does is leave multiple children, maybe even one child. That's the thing. It could leave one child so messed up that it was probably better just to stay together and they probably would have been fine in a few months. If they had just decided to work things out instead of just continuing to scream at each other, continuing to bitch at each other about anything and everything. I think that's one of the positive things I like to see towards my family is that they're still together. And I think they do it for me and my brother out of love and that they don't want my brother and I to see what it would be like to be part of a divorced family. Of course, that could just be me being me. And the things I've heard from my parents as they argue at night. Or it could really be reality because my dad has made jokes about how, oh, yeah, once you and Owen are out of the house, I'm out of here. You'll never find me again, yada, yada, yada. I don't know if he's joking about it because he usually laughs when he says it. So I think he's joking about it. But there are times where it seems like he's dead serious about it. I know my dad would never do anything to hurt my mother. My dad, I know, does love my mother. I can see it. He does whatever he needs to do for my mother. He has almost killed people for my mother because that's who my dad is. He is a father figure. He is a loyal husband, in my opinion. My mom, same way to me. She is a Southern Baptist girl who I think believes that everything has a purpose in life and that she needs to be... The voice of the Lord. That's how she's always told me she wants to be is she wants to be able to be seen as the Lord's words in action. That's what she's always told me. So I think the positive side to it for a lot of it is happiness. I think not having a divorced family brought me happier memories, made family outings not awkward, and made just being able to spend time and not argue or not just be at each other's throats the entire day when you're out at a state fair or you're out at the park or you're just going grocery shopping together. It makes it a more enjoyable time when you all are relaxed around each other, you all love each other, and it's a strong family matter when you can sit there and joke and laugh for days. So I think the positivity positivity of having a family together definitely outweighs the negative side because the negative of having a family together is you can't escape the family you're in, no matter if you really want to or not. Like You can drive as far away as you want, but you still have that family with you. It The negative thing 
of having a together family is not anywhere near what you have to deal with when your family is divorced. Yeah, I could kind of see those benefits of having your family stick together because, like I said, a lot of the big moments in my life, even moving into college, just became a lot more tense and awkward when both of my parents were at those kinds of events. So for me, I think it just made things a lot more difficult than it needed to be. Perhaps in other divorces that weren't as complicated as mine, it would have been a little bit easier because maybe people figured out a better way to co-parent or they divorced on better terms than my parents did. But sadly, my parents never really figured that out and they still haven't. I'm 19 years old and they still don't really know how to communicate with each other when it comes down to it. So I agree with you that maybe divorce isn't always the answer. Definitely in some cases, it ends up being the better option. But I think generally people in our generation and the generations older than us, if they would just focus on communication, that the divorce rate wouldn't be so high and that kids such as myself wouldn't have to deal with as much trauma growing up. So that's how I feel about it. I think that's a pretty good note to end on. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I hope this was an enjoyable podcast to listen to.